0: Hey everyone, as you know, June is Pride Month for the LGBTQ community, and I, like most people, wish we could go out and celebrate together like years past. Unfortunately, it's not a possibility right now, what with this virus thing happening. As a transgender queer man with a microphone, I feel that since I can't go out and support my fellow LGBTQ family in person... I can take this moment to remember the transgender people of color that were murdered in the past two years. They must not be forgotten. Transgender people of color are being killed at a high rate. Something must be done to end all this hate. I'm only listing a small number of the beautiful people that this world lost due to ignorance and hate. Let's never forget Dana Martin, Jazaline Ware, Ashanti Carmen, Claire Legato, Malaysia Booker, Michelle Tamika Washington, Paris Cameron, Janelle Lindsay, Chanel Skurlock, Zoe Spears, Brooklyn Lindsay, Denali Berry Stucky, Tracy Single, Kiki Fantroy, Bubba Walker, Pebbles Ladime Dime, Dime Doe, and Tony McDade. You will always be remembered. All these people were lost way too young, taken from this world. And for what? For hate and for ignorance. Let's stop this. If you have any money to spare, please consider donating it to the Trans Women of Color Collective, the National Center for Transgender Equality, Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund, the Trans Lifeline, or the Transgender Law Center. If you can't donate money, maybe you can volunteer at one of the centers. Be a support system to your friends and family in the LGBTQ community. Happy Pride Month, everyone. I hope everyone stays safe and has a wonderful month.
1: Crime and me.
2: I've diagnosed some people. I think it's been pretty accurate.
0: Definitely done my fair share of psychiatry work. I've prescribed a few pills,
1: you know. Crime and me. Disclaimer.
0: Disclaimer.
1: disclaimer 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 disclaimer
0: we are in no way responsible for the things that come out of our mouths
2: we are not experts although we may claim to be so don't take anything that
0: we say too literally we are not laughing at the crimes we are laughing
1: at each, each other, other.
0: <laughs> hello uh... Okay. You ready? You ready? Okay, first Remember, I want to do my. Oopsies. Talk into the mic.
2: First I want to do my oopsies.
0: Okay, do your oopsies.
2: Okay, are we recording?
0: Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. It says it's recording, and okay. hopefully <laughs> we are recording.
2: Okay, I just want to record a quick oopsies. The last episode I uh, said <laughs> that Paul Hollywood was down in brazil when paul hollywood is an excellent bread maker expert Maybe baker he from, is in
0: brazil baking bread from
2: the great british bake-off he could be in brazil i don't know but i don't he did not escape there and impregnate a brazilian woman that was jesse. This is how
0: rumors get spread
2: this is how rumors get spread uh, so i'm stopping it now that was jesse james hollywood who was a real dick not paul hollywood who seems super cool and i'd love to meet him someday
0: well that's thank you for clearing that up
2: that was my yeah that was a big oopsies
0: i mean i didn't catch it
2: yeah no <laughs> that sounded so right yeah i no. because i mean paul hollywood's like a badass he's cool it's a cool name
0: <laughs> okay now you're really just really trying to make up for it
2: yeah, I am. I feel bad about it. <laughs> I like, feel bad. He's like super cool. He is cool. He's like He's cool.
0: my idol. I want to like, bake bread. Look, like him. He
2: is an expert bread maker. Okay, he like <laughs> knows his shit.
0: I, I'm gonna trust you. I don't know anything about any. It's a
2: great show.
0: I've heard it's amazing. People rave <gasps> about this.
2: I got really hooked on it.
0: Yeah, apparently it's very. Well, it's really. Yeah.
2: No, it's good because... I heard that
0: like, they're nice to each other. <laughs> they
2: are. No, that's the nice thing is because they're not trying to win anything except for Starbaker and to like win the show, but they're not winning anything, so it's not cutthroat. They're all very supportive and nice of each other. Oh. Yeah, nice oh. to each other, not nice of each other. Oh. Whoa. I'm already on a roll. Okay. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, I might as well just... are slipping and sliding. Yeah. Okay. Okay, are you ready to hear this story that you've yes. never heard before?
2: Yes. I'm so ready. <laughs>
0: Okay, Okay, I got a lot of this information from a couple um, Guardian articles, one by Elizabeth Manton and Erica Moore, and one by Kate Lyons, and a Tweed Daily News from Australia article, which was written by... Fran Rabbits? Is that? But also it looks like it's part of the title. I don't know. I'm just I'm going to recheck and then post actual sources.
2: And maybe it was written by Paul Hollywood.
0: You know, Paul Hollywood wrote this <laughs> lifetime adventure movie.
2: Pen name Fran <laughs> Rabbit?
0: Fran Rabbits.
2: <laughs> Cute. <laughs> like it? Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Um, and an Article by Jamie Brown and part of a book by Rutger Bregman.
2: That, was, that sounded really good. Thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, all right. Jumping in.
1: Jump in.
0: The scene 1965. And six teenage friends whose names were, and I'm sorry for my pronunciation. <laughs>
2: We always are.
0: <laughs> we always are. Sione Fatua, who was 17. Steven, who was 17. Kolo Fakitao, who was 17. Mono, who was 16. Luke, who was 16. And David, who was 15. Although, in some articles, there, <gasps> That witch.
1: <gasps> <gasps> oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> right
0: now, a cat used mind powers to open the door and Toby close it.
2: is a witch he i don't even think he's there
0: he's a witch <gasps> he your like, cat is a really witch.
2: wants second dinner oh my god he's fucking with us now
0: <laughs> he's okay that's fucking creepy anyway uh, okay
2: what if the ghost of this house is fucking
0: with us R- ruby mcadams ruby
2: McAdams!
0: Um, it could also be because that window's open. It could be and the window. The breeze. The pressure.
2: <laughs> or it could be my cat, the witch, or it could be I mean, the ghost of Ruby McAdams.
0: It's way more fun to think about the other ones than logic. That's right. She always stole our socks. Right out the dryer. Right. Sometimes before they even got to the washer.
2: Must have cold feet in hell. Or heaven. Oh, oh my <laughs> God.
0: What do you know about her that I, don't, I know? don't
2: know? I think she was kind of grumpy. I don't know.
0: <gasps> oh, straight to hell. <laughs>
1: Jeez. Hey,
2: they don't want to have a bad time in heaven.
0: Well, you I mean you don't want cold feet in heaven.
2: Sorry, Ruby, and any of your family members. That well, great, now around. she's going to double haunt. Oh, now I feel
1: bad.
0: Good thing we don't uh, live here full time.
2: <laughs> I'm in the room. I'm in her room. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. Okay. You're doomed. Sorry, heaven. Enjoy. Obviously.
0: It. Enjoy sleeping tonight. Shit. Anyway, these six boys who ranged from 17 to... It says 15 here, but the but in some articles it said 13. So, um, you know, some time has passed, so maybe they just weren't sure exactly.
2: Right? I don't know. Well, maybe they maybe it was like they read 13, and they're like, that's way too young, because what's a 13-year-old doing hanging out with, like, 16,
0: 17-year-olds? No, I don't think that's... Don't, oh, no okay.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I think it's just, like, maybe someone recorded the time... Like their ages like a couple years later or like at the beginning of the thirteen this incident. and
2: fifteen look very similar.
0: No, because that oh. when you're thirteen like you thirteen oh, when you started I this see. adventure. Okay. okay. Fifteen when you finished, so right. I'm not sure.
2: Okay. Got it.
0: Anyway, thanks for sticking through the math.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later? Shall we get into
0: uh, the story? <laughs> their ages don't matter, other than they're teenage boys. Right. They're at a strict Christian boarding school, well, St. Andrews. Oh. So you know they're angsty. They are at this boarding school in the Pacific nation of Tonga. Oh, and one, you know, they're they. Okay, so one excuse that they used later on, after I tell you what happens, is that the food at the boarding school was horrible.
2: I'm sure it was though.
0: So they were. They were hoping to get some, maybe, fresh fish. Sorry. Uh.
2: Uh. Okay. Well, we all know that school food is the worst, and I'm sure a 1965 Christian boarding school, it probably wasn't great.
0: Yeah. Probably mush, I'm assuming. Mush and mash.
2: Gross. Gruel. Ew. Slop. Yeah, uh, I mean I've tasted those hosts. They're not. Actually, I did like the hosts. They were. They were. It was an good. acquired. Cardboard okay, you yes, also liked the hosts. We were like joking about how good they were and how I wanted to like go into the Catholic store and get a bag of unblessed hosts. Yeah, so you could yeah, just snack so on you can them. Eat them. I had that dream mm-hmm. too in Catholic mm-hmm. school. Yeah, uh, no, we just a we bonded snack over of the it.
0: Jesus, the Jesus, he tasted good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, when you're like starving and you hadn't eaten all day and, then you're, like, and your stomach oh, is growling yeah.
2: and you're just waiting. And, like, I just want like, all, all that shit for the little, c- the little cracker and the
0: standing and sitting and kneeling. And then and and it then tastes the kind of like
2: Odie cardboard. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And it's yeah. just like a little satisfying. It like sticks in your mouth a little. Oh,
0: yeah. It sticks your tongue to the roof of your mouth.
2: Yeah. But I never <laughs> did the wine thing. That was gross.
0: No, everyone's slobbering on it. Ew,
2: so much slobber. Mm. That cloth really cleaned it up though. You know? He sprays it with
0: water and then wipes it down with a cloth.
2: Totally sanitary. You spin the glass. It's fine.
0: I did always want to do the old lady thing where you stick your tongue (gasps) out to get the host. Okay,
2: remember being an altar boy and like, Uh, kind of like tossing the host into those mouths? Like, just use your hand. Use your hand. It's so gross. And it was
0: always like a really dry tongue. Ew. And it would like kind of wiggle like a worm. Ew. I was just kind
2: of like tried to like... Get it like right above the tongue and like drop Dro- it. Oh yeah, Ugh, god! Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just hope it doesn't fall off because there's not, a lot of, there's oh, not enough saliva well, on the in tongue. If you drop that to catch shit? it. Yeah, yeah, you don't drop Jesus. No, you can't drop Jesus.
2: <laughs> five second yeah. rule does not apply when Jesus is on the ground.
0: Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> Sorry,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, they're Christian school. Maybe the food's
0: better. I don't don't know. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. Anyway, they're bored. They wanna get some fish, do something. So they decide that they're gonna go steal a twenty four foot fishing boat from this fisherman that they didn't like. Didn't really say why. He was probably grumpy towards them. Also they're a pack of teenage boys. Yeah. Just like He's probably like, get away from my boat and like yelling at
2: them all the time. Also it's like a bold move to steal a boat. You know,
0: they're teenage boys. They're all hopped up on testosterone, and just hosts. like, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and hosts, let's get a boat. Wow. And they were like, you know what? All we need to bring with us is two sacks of bananas, a few coconuts, and a small gas burner.
2: For for the bananas?
0: Yeah, to make a flambe. No, <laughs> oh, they're they were, classy. <laughs> probably, I assume to catch fish and cook on it. Have they fished? Okay. I don't know about if they have. I'm assuming they live in a watery place. Uh Uh-huh. They probably fish.
2: Okay. Because I don't think they have, like, a lot of time off to go fishing in
0: boarding school. No, but I assume that they'll, you know, they're like, it can't be that hard. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so they
2: got, like, a bunch of bananas, some coconuts, and they're like, this is good. And a gas burner. We'll figure out the fish situation later. They're gonna try
0: and catch the fish, maybe, to cook on the gas burner. Uh No map, no compass.
2: Uh Uh-huh, so they're really thinking ahead here.
0: None of them were sailors except one, the youngest. He, uh, was, was said to be 13, And he said that he knew how to drive the boat, and he thought that that's why they wanted him to go with them because he was the youngest of the group. And (laughs) yeah, which is that makes sense. He knows how to drive.
2: I mean, at least that's a little, and I mean, they have someone who can actually do the boat thing, but I
0: mean, a child, a 13 year old who's like, hey guys, I got this. A big
2: old fishing boat.
0: I got this. And they
2: had like nothing else, like no, no map, nothing.
0: Nope nope they were planning on just you know going on an adventure maybe set sail for fiji which was 500 miles away or some people said that they they planned to go to new zealand which was 1500 miles away from tonga
2: wow yeah i mean they were ready how many days is that
0: You're gonna make me do like <laughs> ship math.
2: Yeah, do some ship math right okay, now, please. Uh, How many uh, miles can you go a 50, day in a ship?
0: I uh, don't Okay, I'm I have no idea. You had me go for a minute. I have no idea. Okay. But they're going... they they don't know. They're just going on an adventure. They're gonna go do this. Well also like they're what are bored. they gonna do when
2: they get there?
0: Go explore, meet the people, hang out. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, they're on this boat. And they're leaving the harbor. Nobody in the town or around the harbor seemed to notice or
1: care.
2: Is this on the daytime?
0: Yeah, in the day.
2: Super bold.
0: Just take the boat. No one said anything, no one noticed. The sea was calm. And it seemed like they had pulled off the perfect stunt. Uh And it was like a beautiful day, so they all ended up falling asleep in the sun. And when they woke up, there was water pouring on their heads. (gasps) And they looked around and saw only white foamy waves. Oh, God. They quickly hoisted the sail, which was just as quickly shredded to bits. Oh, my God. What they realized was a huge storm the rudder broke
2: they're like oh shit like we have no sail this must be a huge storm
0: well that's gone we have no way of controlling the wind oh now our rudder's broken which controls the direction of the ship oh shit so they this
2: is like a nightmare because it's like a sail a sailing ship with, like, a sail, so there's probably not much coverage. Right. They're just being, like, tossed around the ocean. These, like, teenage kids. Oh, my God. That's so terrifying. Just, like, the middle of the ocean. <gasps>
1: Ugh.
0: Yep. The boat's breaking.
2: That's like, one of my biggest fears is being lost at sea in a, a huh. storm. What? Like, what? Huh. The ocean doesn't care.
0: No, yeah. I definitely know. I don't want to be in the ocean. So
2: you can be like, stop. I'm done now. Like, I'm scared. And the ocean's just going to be, like, well, fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah, Scary, scary
0: <laughs> business. Scary business. Mm. Well, they drifted for eight days.
2: No, that's so <laughs> without that's food. So many days.
0: They ran. You know, they ate their bananas and coconuts within the first day or two. Oh
2: God. So
0: there was no food. There was no water. Oh,
2: no, gas burner.
0: They had managed to collect some rainwater in the hollowed-out coconut shells. That's smart. And they shared it equally between them. Mm each taking a sip in the morning and another in the evening oh
2: my god that is so bleak
0: right ready for your daily
2: sip sip of water
0: and you're just in this like just baking in the sun and bobbing up and down and dehydrated your lips are all peeling speaking of peeling lips
2: (laughs) try some uh all natural lip Blom. Blom. Balm. Balm. I can never remember balm. if it's called
0: lip balm or like... Like a chapstick. Chapstick or a lip... It's not
2: a lip gloss. Sh- I wouldn't say
0: it's lip a gloss. gloss. It's a balm. Try lip Humble... Balm. <laughs> Try Humblebee Herbal's Lip balm. balm. It's great for your lips.
2: Um, Best ever, I've heard.
0: It's actually really good. I switched from using Burt's Bees to Humblebee and... I was using Burt's Bees, like, every day, all day, because my lips would, like, get dry, and then I put uh, it on. Addicted to it, like, maybe? Addicted to it. And yeah. now with the um, Humble Bee Herbal, I use it. And I use it, like, once a week, because my lips, like, don't Whoa. really... Yeah, they don't really get dry. They'll get dry every once in a while, and then I'll use it. But they don't... It's not like the other stuff that's You're just, You're not like, addicted. Not... Well, I'm addicted to the fact that I don't have to keep using it.
2: Damn. All right, Humblebeeherbal.com.
0: Humblebeeherbal.com Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. You said Humblebeeherbal.
2: Humblebeeherbal.
0: Humblebeeherbal. Good
2: luck trying to find it.
0: So check them out or <laughs> Um.
2: Oh, God. That sounds awful. Eight yeah. days just super dehydrated. A sip in the morning, a sip at night. Probably super sunburnt.
0: Sioni tried to use the gas stove to boil. Oh, they did
2: have the gas stove. They
0: still had it, yeah. He tried to use it to boil seawater. Oh, no. That's not going to work. And then work. the hot device toppled over and burned his leg.
2: <gasps> oh, God.
0: Yeah. That's some
2: bad luck.
0: So after eight days of floating, they first spotted the island of Atta, which is spelled apostrophe A-T-A, and it was 100 nautical miles from Tonga.
2: Okay, I'm not even gonna ask what a nautical mile is. You're well, Malka. enough for
0: you to drift from Tonga for eight days to reach this place.
2: So eight days away.
0: Well, but it's not like they're using a you know a uh-huh. sail and a motor; right. they're just drifting. Oh God. Um, and this island was not a tropical paradise it, with like palm trees and beaches yeah. and stuff that you would hope for. When I wouldn't hope for any, like, no. Look, if you're going to be <laughs> floating <laughs> around, you want to find some kind I of land. I already told you it's my worst
2: nightmare to be stranded at and sea. I think
0: it would be kind of fun to, like, at least go onto an island.
2: You're deserted. Yes. You're probably going to die.
0: I'll figure it out. Uh-huh. I'll take a sip in the morning also and a they sip all at say. night. <laughs> it can't be that long. Until it
2: doesn't rain anymore.
0: Oh. oh. Well, you know, anyway, the island was just basically a mass of rock,
1: mm.
2: jutting
0: up more than a thousand feet out of the ocean.
2: Holy shit. That's a lot of rock.:
0: Mono, one of the guys
2: The little one?:
0: uh, no, one of the, one of the older ones. Oh. He risked his life to scout the place out, so he just dove off the boat and swam. Wow.
1: He That's said. Brave.
0: We didn't get to the island until nighttime in the dark, so I had to swim ashore. <gasps>
2: at nighttime at in the night. dark? Yep,
0: and he just had to jump oh, in. Oh god, that's so scary. He said I had to go first, and I told the boys, "We have to say a prayer first before oh. I hop in the sea."
2: Okay, here's the thing. I don't even like going in the ocean, like walking into the ocean yep. because like
0: things can I, touch you.
2: What's in there, mm-hmm. right? Like that's their world, that's fine. That's I respect their that. World, yeah. I'm not part of that world. No. I no, he no. like jumps right in at nighttime. At
0: nighttime, it's like pitch black. <gasps> oh my god, that's so brave! I'm assuming brave. it's like the moonlight. Oh
2: my god, oh into
0: the dark, and they don't anything even, it, could have touched him. Yeah, and he doesn't even know. I mean, you can't really see like what's under there, like you said. So if he's no, there could be like giant like their coral or sh- or um, sharks. sharks? <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna say sh- right.
0: sharp <laughs> rocks <laughs> or, shark. or sharks
2: or jellyfish or jellyfish. Like, <laughs> Ooh, anything. Or, oh,
0: seaweed touching
2: you. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, coral because like, cut the fuck out of just you. I just said coral. Oh. <laughs> I was uh, hooked mm-hmm. on the sharks. Okay. Yep. Yikes. Anyway. He said he had
0: a very, very hard time yeah reaching the shore because not only was it nighttime and he's swimming in the ocean but remember he hasn't eaten or had much to drink in oh 8 days oh my god days. he's
2: like so dehydrated yeah. and starving and he was
0: super weak
2: oh my god
0: so um so man he's...
2: this kid is brave
0: yeah so, so I mean, yeah yeah The other boys called to him from the boat to see if he had made it. And he was so weak. He couldn't stand. He could only call out to them that he was alive. So eventually the others figured if he could do it, we can do it. So they jumped off the boat and swam. Would you have done it? Yeah. (laughs) I want to go to the island. I just told you. (laughs) It's like you're not even listening to me. Jeez. I'm
2: sorry.
0: We were very happy, but the first thing we did, we saw, uh, sorry, the first thing we did, we say a prayer. Thank God for what he brought to us, he said. Then, desperate to quench their thirst, they hunted seabirds, drank their blood, Uh, and drained their eggs.
2: (laughs) uh, Oh my. I'm
0: sure that was like a good amount of all the different nutrients.
2: But bloods just seems so like
0: Rich in iron.
2: Okay, well that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. I mean I guess you're desperate. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that. I don't well, think because, like
0: literally these are they're they're just cliffs, so right. their only resources are like birds that are nesting in the cliff, so they're eggs, and then if they can get any of those birds, otherwise yeah. there's nothing else to eat.
2: Well, and they're eating those eggs raw. Yeah. <gasps>
0: mm. Just slurping them down. Okay, these
2: kids are way stronger than I am.
0: Super badass. Yeah. The two oldest boys became leaders. One was more of a spiritual leader, and he led sermons and hymns, and the other was a practical one who created fires and shelters.
2: Very balanced.
0: Yeah. It actually took him about two months before he was able to finally get a fire going by rubbing two sticks together. Two Months, two months,
2: are we already two months into this?
0: I mean, I'm just kinda
2: it took them two two months, months to build a fire to build a fire, yeah, so this whole time for two months, they're catching birds and just like sucking their blood and eating raw <laughs> eggs. well, when
0: you say it like that, it's less glamorous.
2: <laughs> that's a long time to be doing that. <laughs>
0: um uh, da, 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 da. yeah and once they got that fire going though they never let it go out well some, you can't someone was always how do you even get it going yeah someone was always tending to it that's smart at one point one of the boys wa made his way up to the top of the island
2: so they must have found like a like a little platform area with some trees growing to like how do they keep their fire going
0: I have no idea that is a good question, but anyway <laughs> one of the boys made it to the top because none of them had really ventured up there before because it's just it's all cliffs going right, up so they have, right. someone has to climb up there. Sounds difficult. and when he got to the top of the island, he found an ancient volcanic crater
1: volcanic,
0: volcanic. <laughs> mm. <laughs> an ancient volcanic crater. Where people had lived a century before. Wow. There he discovered wild taro, bananas, oranges, broad beans, and chickens that had been reproducing for over a hundred years. That is
2: amazing. Since the last
0: Tongans had left. Yeah.
2: He was stoked.
1: Yeah. So they all
0: figured out how to get up there, and um, uh, the boys basically set up kind of a commune with a food garden, hollowed out tree trunks to catch and store rainwater. They made a... Yeah.
2: So once again, this is months into it. Yeah. The whole time this has been like yeah. food and supplies yeah. have been up there.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. They made a gymnasium with like weights with like a... a they even like made like a bench and like a bench press. A little coconut. And no they were like rock like solid rocks at the end i don't know how they like strapped them on they my god these guys were resourceful. so resourceful they even made a badminton court <laughs> so they keep their spirits up why a game. badminton
2: i mean i love a game I'm of sure badminton
0: I, i'm guessing it's a popular sport in tonga
2: <laughs> okay Okay. That's
0: just me making things up right now. Right. It's their national I mean, sport.
2: must have been really popular in the 60s, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I I don't know. Plus, it, I mean, maybe easier to construct than other sport things. Maybe.
2: They I were, like, know. actually using birds yeah. as birdies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: Chickens. They built chicken pens and the permanent fire that I talked about. So I guess they probably carried the flames up to the top, and then we're able Mm. to, like, build, like, a fire pit. That is, like,
2: so much work. So good.
0: Sometimes they argued, as you would expect teenage boys to do. And when that happened, whoever was arguing would get broken up. One would go to one side of the island, the other to the other side. Nice. And they would just cool off. Right. And then after about four hours, they would bring the fighters back together, and... They would say, all right, now say sorry. And then they would, like, Aww. shake hands, and then they would be friends.
2: How are they keeping time?
0: I don't think that they are.
2: Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, like, amazing that these kids could apologize and just let it go, you mm-hmm. know?
0: It was like, there's the greater amazing. good we need to survive. So Yeah, we all
2: need to stick together like, here.
0: Once one person goes crazy, wow. the others, like, are going to, you know... We need to stick together for each other. Yeah. Uh, The kids agreed to work in teams of two, drawing up a strict roster for garden, kitchen, and guard duty.
2: Um, I feel like we could all learn a valuable lesson from these kids.
0: That's what I'm saying. These kids are badass. They're, like, making it work. Their day always began and ended with song and prayer. Aww. Colo fashioned a makeshift guitar from a piece of driftwood, and coconut shells, um, and some and six steel wires that he salvaged from their wrecked oh, boat. Oh
2: my god!
0: And he would play it to lift their spirits. That was
2: amazing. Oh.
0: Mhm. And uh, yeah, like the first summer or the first, the yeah the, when they were first there during the summer, the boys were very. Frantic with thirst because there was no rain. Mm, There's barely any rain.
2: That's so awful. So
0: they really needed the guitar and to do things together. Oh
2: my god! I can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, they like they tried constructing a raft in order to leave the island, but it ended up breaking in the surf.
2: Oh. Also, how are they gonna like? Where were they gonna go? They didn't have a compass or a map. Like they didn't know where they were. Where they came from, they don't know where they're no. going.
0: I mean, I. F- Maybe they just feel like anywhere's better than
2: oh no I, I water
0: know. yeah they're they're just desperate. Mm. One of the one day one of the boys Stephen um, slipped and fell off a cliff and broke his leg. <gasps> oh no! So he's like down at the bottom, and a couple of the boys climbed down the cliff after him, and they got him back up on top of the cliff, oh. and they tended to him and took care of him, and they like. What's it called bandaged his leg up Mm -hmm. or basically they like made a makeshift splint with sticks and leaves and stuff oh my god and because his leg was broken and yeah like they took care of him clever meanwhile while all this is happening and on the island there's a captain of a fishing ship named peter warner Who was headed back to Tasmania, and he decided to take a little detour and head towards Tonga. On the way, he saw the tiny island, Atta. But Peter noticed something odd. Peering through his binoculars, he saw burned patches on the green cliffs. He said, in the tropics, it's unusual for fires to start spontaneously. Then he saw a naked boy. Oh. Hair down to his shoulders. (sighs) This wild creature leapt from the cliffside and plunged into the water. Suddenly, more boys followed, screaming at the top of their lungs initially. Warner and his crew were fearful of the boys. Peter ordered his crew to load their guns because it was common practice in Polynesia for criminals to just be dropped off on remote islands. Oh,
2: that is awful. (laughs) Oh, my God. I guess that be a good deterrent for crime
0: yeah you're just gonna be dropped off oh <sighs> so yeah he thought that these guys might be criminals that were like swimming towards him and gonna try and like pirate the ship or something yeah so he was like oh i love the guns and then he said that um
2: but they're just like thrilled to see
0: yes another they were like oh my god we have to get his ship. attention oh my god because <sighs> we can't... it's our only chance it didn't take long for the first boy to reach the boat he said, My name is Stephen, in perfect English. Um, there are six of us. We reckon we've been here 15 months. <gasps> oh my god. And then uh, Peter Warner said he remembered the nation of Tonga mourning for six young schoolboys around the time who had stolen um, a 24 foot whaling boat.
2: Oh, whaling.
0: Well, it said fishing on one thing, and it said whaling on another, Uh, so...
2: Let's keep it fishing.
0: Okay, fishing boat. Thank you. uh, Small whales. No. (laughs) Never returned. Um, Using his two-way radio, he called into Nuku'alofa, which was the town that the boys are from, Mm -hmm. and he said, I've got six kids here. And the operator said, stand by. (laughs) Meanwhile... (laughs) Meanwhile, oh God. the cook on the ship had prepared the daily meal, and the boys shared with the crew, mm-hmm. and then they immediately vomited. Ew! Because they were not used to the European style food.
2: Ew! Also, what were they eating on a ship? You know.
0: Once again, I don't know. I assume slop.
2: Salted meats.
0: Oh. I think it'd Some be like kind of salted salt heavy. meats. Some saltine crackers. Some, like,
2: rat situation. Some rats? Yeah, rats are, like, on ships. They, like, get into the food. So you think they eat them? Maybe.
0: Deep fried rats?
2: They don't have a deep fryer.
0: Sun-baked rats? Ew!
2: (laughs) They're like those little sun-dried tomatoes. (laughs) Sun-gold raisins.
0: They're like the little rat fetuses. Oh,
2: no! (laughs) Don't bring that into it. Oh, sorry sorry i didn't mean to go there
0: well you did it Ooh.
2: okay
0: anyway yeah <laughs> they were used to fresh Ew, yeah. chicken and fish so and vegetables it right away yeah and then you know after all this vomiting everywhere the person the the operator on the radio comes back and he says you found them the boys had been given up for dead Aww. funerals have been held if it's them, it's a miracle. Oh my
2: god, funerals.
0: Although many islands were searched unsuccessfully for weeks, wow. they had been presumed to be lost at sea. I
2: wonder how many islands they checked.
0: I don't know, there's all kinds of little islands uh, so out there. That's so
2: sad, they're poor families.
0: Yeah. And, now, this is how I got the story in. Okay. 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 When they returned to Tonga, Police immediately arrested the boys. <laughs> the boat.
2: Welcome home. You are under arrest.
0: <laughs> well, because the yep. boat that they had taken
2: yes.
0: more than a year previously was oh, stolen. God. Remember? Remember yeah. how they callously stole yeah. this poor fisherman's I boat? I mean,
2: it was probably his livelihood and yeah. all that. And they the fucked s- it at up? At the same time... They're missing for over a year. You don't let them see their families first? You get a no. big old glass of water? No, because
0: Mr. Tanila Uhila, mm-hmm. he wanted to press charges. He was pissed. He was pissed.
2: For, he, his anger was mounted, I mean, like, going for over a year. He couldn't go
0: fishing for over a year. You're like, you said his life was Oh, he can go whaling? Oh. Well, you know, gotta get that blubber somehow. Oh,
2: You don't... He didn't get a boat in that time?
0: Apparently not. Wow. I mean, that kind of sucks. Um, during this time when the boys are jailed, Peter Warner, the captain of the ship who found them, he discovered that they had been locked up when, after returning them to their town...
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he had invited them to come to a party on his boat in their honor in the evening. So he was like, you know, go to town, see your family, come back to the ship. We're going to have a party.
2: We're going to live it up.
0: Live it up because you're saved and yeah, all that. Yeah, I rescued and... you bitches. Yeah. All right, fun. Yeah, fine. party time. Yeah. They didn't come to his party and he oh, was like, he was what the hell? Like, what? what the hell? Like, I'm I thought we were friends. Party for you. You
1: don't even show
2: <laughs> up? What the fuck?
0: No, he found out that they were in jail yeah. and he came up with a plan. It occurred to him that the story of their shipwreck was perfect for Hollywood material. Oh, yeah, that
2: is like like such Uh a good story
0: eventually able to secure their release from jail by selling the australian rights to the story to channel seven and using the money to pay for a replacement boat peter wow
2: yeah dude got a boat
0: peter paid mr uhila 150 uh i don't know what that little mark means but i think euros but I don't know why it would be in euros. I don't know. I think that's a pound. Oh. 150 pounds.
2: What do Australians...
0: Do? Uh, coin, what I, okay. Australian pounds. Basically, <laughs> he gave him the money. Yeah. And the guy was able to buy a new boat. Nice. And the boys were released. Good. But they, under under the condition that they would help, they would cooperate in making the movie...
2: Okay, so these boys survive for over a year mm-hmm. off of bird blood and whatever else they can find. And
0: then vegetables and fruit and chicken and, yeah.
2: Right, but they're still really thirsty. But they survived stranded on an island for yeah. over a year. Mm-hmm. They get home
1: mm-hmm.
2: immediately to jail. Mm-hmm. And then finally they get let out, mm-hmm. but only if they agree
1: mm-hmm.
2: to give up their life story. Right. For their and freedom.
0: they had to work with this company that was going to make this documentary about mm-hmm. it. And they had to take this crew back to the island and show them exactly how they lived. And apparently it was a bit of a disaster because, of course, no one in the the film crew was ready to exert themselves, like climbing cliffs exert with those. their... With all of their equipment and right. you know in the sixties yeah. camera equipment is very heavy. It'd be huge. Huge It would be massive. But the cool thing is there are a lot of pictures of the guys oh. of the of the boys like on the island, like showing like demonstrating how they did certain things. Yeah, that's so, so cool. So that's cool.
2: Yeah, okay, but they didn't get like they didn't get any money or anything out of no. it.
0: They just got <sighs> They just got to not let out of jail. jail.
2: Oh yeah. my god. Okay.
0: Um yeah, so later uh, one of the blah, blah blah. So they get checked by the doctors, and they're like in perfect health. Sure. The the kids, the guy Steven, who broke his leg.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the doctors that examined it was just amazed at how perfectly healed his leg was. Wow. <laughs> like these guys set his leg. Yeah, and that's it was amazing. Healed. Um, almost. These
2: kids are amazing.
0: Yeah, almost the entire island of Haafeva Haafeva. Which was, I guess, the island they were from, right. with the population of 900. They all turned out to welcome them home. Nice. Peter, the captain, was proclaimed a national hero. What?
2: I mean, for okay. For saving I, them. Yeah, I know. I get that you saved them. But these kids are heroes. I know. They, like, survive for that long. I know. I think and this the dude kids just, like, happened to badass. sail by, like, and they swim out to his boat, and he yep. was, like, ready to kill them. Like, these kids are amazing. They're I the agree. heroes of the story.
0: Oh my God! Is there a jet engine flying behind us? I've heard so many, like. What is that? No, it's. Okay. Um, Insane. King Taufa Haupopo, the fourth himself, yes, (laughs) invited the captain for an audience, and he said, "Thank you for rescuing six of my subjects." Yeah. Okay. His royal highness said, Now is there anything I can do for you? And the captain didn't have to think So everyone
2: gets something but these kids. I
0: know, that's so true. It's fucked up. Okay, go ahead. Um, Yes, he he said, I would like to trap lobster in these waters and start a business here. And the king consented. So I guess like a year prior, he had gone, Peter had gone to that king and asked if he could fish in the waters around Mm -hmm. the island. And he said, Absolutely not. Right. And then, so he knew, like, when he came back, he was just going to ask the same thing.
2: Oh,
0: loophole. Um. So, in the meantime, Peter, he returns to Sydney, Australia. Yeah. And he commissioned a new ship. And then, once the ship was done being built, he had the six boys, basically, well, now most, some of them were men. Oh. the six boys and men brought over and granted them the thing they had it that the thing that had started it all an opportunity to see the world beyond tonga mm. he hired them as crew on his new fishing boat
2: do you think they knew how to steer a boat
0: now well i think at that time he was just like so impressed by their survival skills he was basically like these guys can do anything they put their minds to
2: right and And... also they didn't get anything out of this deal so i might as well give them something yeah
0: yeah no like he well he was the captain so he like taught them how to do all the like boat things so where in
2: the world could they travel on their fishing boat
0: uh around
2: (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it's pretty specific areas they're going
0: I mean, to. They're, like I said, there's all those little islands around there. I mean, that's true. Uh he named the boat Atta after the island.
2: So these boy these boy men, uh-huh. men boys uh-huh. stayed friends throughout yep. the whole
0: They're all to this day still that friends. Amazing. Still friends with the captain. Yeah. Um Wow. Yeah, and one day on June. On June in June of nineteen seventy four, there was a thirty eight foot ferro cement yacht named Sospin Fock
1: <gasps>
0: that was that had been declared <gasps> missing in a giant expanse oh, no. of the Tasman Sea after leaving Auckland two months earlier, bound for Sydney.
2: So, like ten years after they made their fateful journey.
0: Yeah, these castaways. Okay, so basically. The uh the Ata ship mm-hmm. comes across comes up and sees this this Suspen Fock mm-hmm. is stuck in these reefs, in the Middleton Reef and um
2: They just happened upon it?
0: Yeah, they just happened upon wow. it and they were like, Well, we should probably go check this out. Yeah. And save these people. <laughs> so Mono, the dude who dove off
2: yeah. the first
0: the brave guy he sets off across the reef, towing a tinny by rope. I'm assuming it's a little boat, like a little dingy or something. Cute. It a sounds
2: tinny. like a tinny would be like what sardines are. I'm like thinking a big in, sardine you know? can. Yeah, a little tinny.
0: <laughs> and it said that he was carrying it like over. He had he was towing it by a rope, which he carried over his shoulder. So I'm assuming. <laughs> That the reef is, like, really high or something. With the, That's how the boats are stuck. So he's, like, walking on the reef or something.
2: With the tinny behind with him? With the tinny.
0: Towing the tinny.
2: Oh, a towed tinny. A towed
0: tinny. And... Yeah. Um, he would stop every so often and lift a delicacy from the coral. Oh! Before swallowing it quickly. Ew. The reef was like a supermarket for Mono. Oh! <laughs> What I he fa- what he
2: was eating.
0: Oh like little fish or seaweed. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Stop asking me hard oh, questions. i sorry. Um when he finally got to the shipwreck, he found four starving sailors on their last pack of matches with oh. very little fresh water in reserve. Wow. They had lived on tinned food and an odd Tinnies. an odd fish from the previous six weeks.
2: Odd fish
0: yeah i guess if they could catch a fish oh um
2: sick they were on that reef for six six weeks
0: yeah
2: in their same old boat in their little oh my god
0: stuck eating their tins waiting for a tinny wow um wow they when they when they saw they later said when they saw mono approaching and they saw him just like reach in the water and grab snacks well, and like, yeah, Walking around treats. like, mm. yeah. And they said, would you look at this guy? He's walked a mile across the reef and he's had half a feed while we've been starving for the past six weeks. <laughs> um, the, that same reef had claimed many over the years. So Ooh. I guess it was very common for them to get stuck. And actually the Otta got stuck on the reef while they were there, but they were able to radio for help. And oh. help came, and, you know, this is the 1970s. So they just stuck some explosives in the reef and blew it up. Yeah, we So don't, they could get it unstuck. We
2: don't need that. We don't need that whole <laughs> ecosystem down there. Well, no,
0: your boat's stuck.
2: All the fish and the coral and the sea creatures.
0: And then they just took a sledgehammer and... Whack oh, on their bronze yeah. propeller. Yeah, good. To it, get it it was out of shape. Yeah,
2: why don't you whack some of the fish while you're down there? Snacks.
0: <laughs> Snacks.
2: Oh.
0: Um, so yeah, they, they all like worked together on this fishing boat and then stayed best friends. Stayed best friends, and Mono and Peter are like the best of friends to oh. this day.
2: Explored the ocean.
0: Explored the ocean together. Went island hopping mm-hmm
2: survived
0: yeah there's actually this uh like in 2015 there was this spanish explorer alvaro cerezo alvaro cerezo yes um and he spent 10 days on atta with colo one of the guys when uh i don't even know how old he was then but he's an older guy and then and alvaro was like early 30s this
2: dude has to be like in his late 60s right?
0: i think so holy shit my math is horrible but i'm going to agree with you it sounds good (laughs) okay um and because this guy alvaro he was interested in seeing how they lived in Colo. thought it would be cool to go back and see the island again and so they spent 10 days there together like living like they lived and he showed them like do you think the chickens
2: are still there and everything
0: probably because they didn't Wow. Like the ecosystem was able to just keep right. going. right? And did decimate him or anything? Yeah. Um, wow. And I think supposedly sometime this summer, Cerezo, um, Alvaro Cerezo, is supposed to be coming out with a documentary about, about so cool. his experience with yeah. Polo and the yeah. island. So that would be interesting to see.
2: Super interesting.
0: Yeah.
2: I'd watch that in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah. So uh, that is... My story that's not so much about crime, but it's got a little bit of crime because I thought we needed at least needed a, a
2: little distraction and
0: a little story about real humans that aren't dicks to that each other. That are
2: doing other, amazing thing
0: That could just say, all right, we're in a really fucked up situation right now, Yeah, but we're just going to build on our strengths and come together and Let's help each other together. and work together yeah. and Let's not survive be and, and then stay friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a hopeful story! <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Uh, I know yours isn't as hopeful. Anyway, we're not going to talk about yours. Uh-huh. So obviously, there is no not tossed yet. salad and scrambled right. eggs.
2: Well, that one dude was kind of a
0: Mr. Tanila.
2: Well, I mean, it was his life, It was his,
1: yeah.
0: And so oh. I'm like, he had every right to be upset.
2: And he had like a whole year to be like, "Well, I'm never going to get my fishing boat." Yeah, These kids are the, boats are dead. expensive.
0: I'm um. sure. Yeah, so oh. I I don't know, but. At least.
2: No, that was a good story, though. That was a good story.
0: Yeah, I think the only tossed salads and scrambled eggs in this story is the food that was served at the boarding school. (laughs) Probably not not even. Not even, yeah. Not even. (laughs) even. They probably wished they had some tossed salads. Although those kids were probably
2: eating some scrambled eggs off that open fire with the chicken eggs. Well, it's
0: not necessarily scrambled, it's just a raw.
2: No, no, when they had the fire. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. I don't think they would eat. I mean, maybe they really liked the raw.
0: Egg. I think maybe you acquire a taste I for it. I
2: don't think so. It's just like uh, the consistency. Nah. I'm not into it.
0: Not a raw egg eater. No.
2: No, that was a cool story. That was good. We need something a little more lighthearted, I think, sometimes.
0: I just thought it was, yeah, super... I, I'd never heard that story before. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was super inspirational, and I needed an escape... And sometimes I just like to think about going to the middle of nowhere and surviving. Because to oh, me, that sounds fun. That and I know
2: it sounds so... terrifying to you. No, I mean, being in the middle of the ocean is like more no, terrifying. I wouldn't
0: want to do that.
2: Yeah, that part of it's like
0: creepy and as fuck. Not, yeah, like throwing up because I am I would get seasick constantly. So seasick. Then you would just be dehydrated and you would just die, so.
2: yeah. It's just, like, a really bad way to go, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I just like the idea of the adventure of, like, also spending your day trying to, like, live. Like, I mean,
2: I just don't know how far I would actually make it. Like, do you, do you think you could survive? Like, I don't even know if I could.
0: No, I think I would just end up crying and then yeah. wanting to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talk more than I... Yeah, yeah, but
2: I mean, if you're alone, it's one thing, but if you had, like, friends there or, like, people... And that's maybe you'd the thing, stuff like, it the, be like Playing
0: the guitar and lifting yeah, your spirit and singing right. songs and, like, they all joined in and they all and pitched you're like, in. like, I can't
2: give up, there are and other they, people here. And they
0: made sure that they had, like, not just that we're farming and building the fire and the shelters, like, they had, like, the singing and the badminton and, like... The weights right. in the gym because they need they knew that that was important for mental health, too, yeah. to just, like, okay, we got to keep it together, Some guys. Some kind of, like,
2: exercise and outlet and mm-hmm. creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good lesson for us all.
0: I love that story. It's
2: amazing. It sounds like a movie. Like, it's amazing.
0: I'm really surprised. Like, I don't know what happened with the footage that they took initially when they all went back and took yeah. pictures and stuff. Yeah. Um, some people say it got lost or the studio. Like, That's I don't know. It's like something happened where they never published a documentary like they were supposed to. But you can find the pictures of the boys.
2: I want to look them up. That, I'm going to post them to us. such oh. a good...
0: We also have an uh, an Instagram where... Documentary. For every episode we post, I try and post pictures that relate to the cases. Usually like the... Whoever the...
2: In, people involved yeah the
0: people involved if I can find any pictures because I'm always curious what people look like
2: yeah it helps to know sometimes sometimes not sometimes what you imagine is a lot better
0: (laughs) yeah that's true so I'll post those pictures so you can see them they're really cool
2: yeah, check out our uh, Instagram. Instagram, even though Instagram. Crime... Sucks. I know,
0: but I mean, how else are we gonna boo do this social surfing? media? Uh, just email us at crimeanypodcast@gmail.com at gmail dot com if you want to tell us anything, tell us a story for, or give us a story to tell, or just tell us anything just that anything. we're doing wrong or that we're doing oh. right. I mean, we'll be sad if you tell us what we're doing wrong, but we'll try and fix it.
2: (laughs) I'll take it very hard, but it's okay. (laughs)
0: We'll cry, but then we'll fix it. Yeah, maybe. We're just trying to entertain. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, I gotta do my next.
0: All right. You wanna...
2: I've looked up, like, a million different stories, and I, like, wrote them out, and they were all just kind of, like... It was really hard to get into anything with the world ending, so I was just kind of, like... I just couldn't find anything, so... Like, last minute I wrote this one up because I think it's depressing, but it's, like, what happens all the time, and it's kind of, like, what this, part of what this whole, uh, the protests and everything is all about. Mm. So I'm going to bring it down.
0: Bring it way down.
2: (laughs) So this is the story of Anthony Crawford, and I got my information from Wikipedia, from an article by David Q. Jones, who is his great great grandson, and by an article by Doria D. Johnson, who I think is also like a great great granddaughter mm. of the guy. So, Anthony Crawford was born in January of 1865. Wow. One which- way back. Yeah, which was early in the Reconstruction era, so, like, right after the Civil War, shit was bad. They're trying to, like, rebuild the southern states.
0: Rebuild? Without slavery. Trying to basically rebuild poop.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) they didn't do a great job, so... So uh, the South was still extremely racist and bitter that they lost and that they don't have slaves anymore to do all their work and to abuse and all that good stuff.
0: South. Yay, South. Still there.
2: So (laughs) after the Civil War, during the Reconstruction era, um, different former slaves were given land so that they can start farming. And so Anthony's father... Became the owner of some cotton fields on the Little River near, or on Little River. Mm. In Little River? It's Something like a town. A I think river. it's a town maybe on a Little River.
0: <laughs> I mean, usually if they're named, if the town is named Little River, I think there little was neither, there used to be a Little River. Yeah. And there is a Little River. Right.
2: Or sometimes there's a Little River. It's near <laughs> Abbeville?
0: Mm.
2: Abbeville? A-B-B-E-ville. Abbeville? I Let's doubt it's I think yeah. it's Ab- Abbeville. Abbeville. <laughs> Abbeville, South Carolina. So we're in the South. It's
0: like real. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anthony helped his dad on his cotton, his little cotton farm. And he was like super ambitious. He walked seven miles to school and seven miles back whenever he could because <laughs> he was really, he really wanted to learn. And he thought uh. he was like super smart. And he, he yeah. He,
0: and I get bummed when I have to walk a quarter of a mile to get I some chips. <laughs> Fuck.
2: 14 miles a day for this like little kid who just wants to go to school. Wow. When he finished school, he was a laborer until his dad Thomas Crawford died in 1893 and then his dad gave him some of the land from he like inherited some land from his dad
0: mm-hmm. and
2: he was the only one of his nine siblings who could sign his own name wow because he went to school and he was literate and like super smart huh and i guess the other kids didn't make that journey which i don't think i would have
0: <laughs> That's i mean fucking far. not after the first time like the first time I'm like okay let's go check it out like yeah. uh, and then you're like or halfway there, you're like, fuck. I feel like this. that'd take me like
2: seven hours to get to school.
0: Yeah, what time would you have to leave? Like one o'clock in the like morning. Oh in the morning. Ugh.
2: I couldn't. That's so like so privileged. Oh God, <laughs> this kid was so strong. All for educate like uh amazing. <laughs> so after he got some land, he kept buying land periodically to kinda like add mm. on to this property that he had. And sometime in the nineteen 19- in the eighteen nineties. He co-founded the Industrial Union of Abbeville County, which was devoted to the material, moral, and intellectual advances of people of color. Mm. So he was, like, a leader of this of this area. He became a father to 12 sons. I read Holy one article about sh- 12 sons and four daughters. Oh. But then I read another one that said he had, like, 14 kids. So I don't know. But...
0: Well, I mean, I
2: think he was the father to twelve sons and four daughters. I it don't could know if be they, one of those. Like, yeah, I was gonna or, yeah. say
0: it could be one of those things where it's like in the olden days when, not all the births. Yeah, I mean, or it still they happens, died at a young age. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah but, mortality uh, rates
2: are extremely high in the United say, States, like, which is weird. Where but... you say
0: like you had fifteen children, or you like gave birth to fifteen children, yeah. and you had like you raised eleven or something like that.
2: Right, well, somewhere in, in the mix of either a sixteen lot of kids. children,
0: holy <laughs> shit!
2: He he built a church and a school on his property, wow. probably so his kids wouldn't have to walk that far, yeah. and so his community had like a place to go. I mean, to he's got a full class size. Yeah, well, <laughs> that one room schoolhouse is packed. Yeah, I don't know how big his school was, but so he, yeah, so he was like, he was a community leader and developer. Wow. Uh, by nineteen sixteen, he owned either articles vary four hundred and twenty seven, or somewhere to six hundred acres of land. <laughs> yeah, dude was like buying up land like crazy. He had an amazing property.
0: Wow, that would almost like you could almost walk to your to the school seven right? miles away. <laughs> Jeez.
2: Yeah, so that's a lot of of cotton. Fields. It was all
0: cotton fields. I
2: think most of it was cotton fields. Wow. And his kids lived on plots nearby. A lot of them, like, stuck around and lived nearby. Um, And by 1916, he was pretty wealthy. He was one of the wealthiest people in that community in South Carolina, like in Abbeville and everywhere. He was wealthy. So he had a network.
0: Like, even of, all. of white people yeah, as well. Yeah. Wow. That's so, amazing. you
2: can see where this is going. Uh, huh, people you know, aren't when racist like white people love when people of color get some,
0: uh, make something of themselves.
2: Have some money, are like, yeah. Okay. So, he had a net worth of $25,000, which is about $616,000 today, which in the South, I think that, that would go pretty far. Uh, yeah. In South Carolina.
1: Sounds like
2: it. So, He was known for his refusal to tolerate disrespect or defiance, so he had high standards. Once, when his church's preacher delivered a sermon about his meddling in church affairs, he jumped out of his seat, struck the man, and fired him on the spot.
0: Wow. I mean, he's a man of principle.
2: I mean, it's his church. It's my church. Don't say shit about me. And then he told his children, the day a white man hits me is the day I die on the spot. Yeah. He is not about to be disrespected.
0: But... Which, I mean, good but for him! But also, he knew... Yeah, he knew, like, that... Yeah. If a white man hits him, anything he does... Yeah. He's gonna... He'll be killed for.
2: Even if a white man, like, said... Yeah. ...he hit him.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So, on October 21st, 1916, Crawford was taking two loads of cotton and a load of seed to Abbeville and had a disagreement over prices with the white store owner, oh,
0: no.
2: W.D. Barksdale.
0: W.T.F. <laughs> Barksdale?
2: Barksdale. Was
0: he like a cartoon dog? I was
2: going to say his bark <laughs> was bigger than his bite, but it was not. His this bite dude was bigger
0: than his... I mean, now I'm picturing the dog from Duck Hunt.
2: I am too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good. It's not just me. It seems very it was, Southern.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Put a little hat and a mint and julep in it.
0: <laughs> oh, a mint and julep. Oh, and a, like a a real long mustache.
2: Yeah. Anyway, this guy sucks. Okay, the store owner tried to lowball him, so Crawford replied
0: because he probably thought that he didn't know any better or whatever. It Was like, oh yeah, I'll. Give well, you and a he's ten. like, oh,
2: you're like a black guy. Right. I'm not gonna pay you like exactly like thought, you're not worth it. Or well, whatever. he thought
0: he could like easily just like get what he wanted from yeah
2: it. yeah. Well, because why wouldn't he think that? Yeah. So Crawford replied, I'd rather throw my seed in the Penny Creek than sell it to you for less than what you pay one of your brothers. Wow. Yeah, good for you, dude. Yeah. Don't sell
0: him that shit. Fuck that, dude.
2: After Crawford left the store, one of Barksdale's employees followed him outside with an axe handle.
0: Oh, good. So no, no good is coming from that. So, the
2: healthy response...
0: You aren't going to sell me those seeds? I'll take those this seeds. This is like what's...
2: Like, Why escalate it so much over something so stupid? That's like what's happening now. Nothing's happening. People are protesting. They're exercising their right to be... Peaceful protesters and the are... You mean nothing's are... happening
0: in the protesting? Right, and the
2: pro, like it's peaceful. Things
0: are happening in the world right. that need to be protested, but right. yeah. Right, but
2: things are peaceful. They're not inciting violence. They don't have the weapons are on them. Violence. And the police yeah. come and rip down their, like, face mask and well, fucking they, tear gas they and come pepper with, spray them in the face.
0: They come ri- with riot gear. It's
2: fucking ridiculous. Did
0: you know that the, um, what is that called? The gas? The tear gas? Tear gas. Yeah. That tear gas is illegal in warfare?
2: Yeah. Well, they, that's for, I read the reason why, but it's like, because they think that it's like chemical warfare. So if you throw out tear gas, then you can throw out other things and say it's tear gas when really it's like something more dangerous. They're like, tear gas isn't that, it's like a hole. Anyway. Well. Anyway. <laughs> so it's bad. Okay. So Axe Handle Crawford called for help. And Sheriff R. M. Burtz came to his rescue, and they all lived happily ever. And the South is no longer racist, and we don't have racism <laughs> anywhere. The end. Hooray! I we wish. all learned a really difficult lesson so long ago. No, uh, just kidding. This just is the fucking kidding. South, and it's still
0: America. It's still he, is shitty that way. He
2: arrests Crawford. They say it was for his his safety, but oh. it's like. Arrest the dude who's threatening him, you know, and then maybe like escort him home safely. There are other ways you don't have to arrest him. We're
0: gonna I... give you a nice, safe night in jail. Yeah. Come on in. We've we've reserved. We've warmed up this cot for you.
2: So of course you always get the spin on it, where it's mm-hmm. like, what was really happening? it like, So an angry crowd of white people was forming.
1: Excuse me. Oh.
2: I was like a terrified burp, which sounds extremely terrifying. Yes. So that's why they say like the crowd was forming, he arrests him to get him out of that situation, but then it's like Arrest all of them for like like, menacing. Like like you said, don't arrest him, like put
0: him in your car and drive him home. Take him home.
2: (laughs) So Crawford was held uh, at the jail for a bit, and then he was released on $15 bail, which, like, what was what? his charge? Yeah, what the fuck? Which today is, like, $369.
1: For
0: refusing to sell seeds? Which is
2: a high price for, like, protection against an angry white mob, right? Like, here, yep. we're gonna, like, let him go for free. I don't know. Well, you
0: okay. think it's, like, the police the knew that he had money, so then they could just be like, well, arre- well we're gonna set this bail, because we know you got the money, you're good for it, yeah, you're gonna like, pay us money. Is, maybe... It it's so like stupid. Really
2: it's all so shady. stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's all shady. Okay, the police let him leave through a side door so that he could get away safely. But How
0: generous of them. I
2: Here, <laughs> give us some money. We'll extort you for money for protection and then we'll let you go out of the side door. But the crowd saw him and they followed him, slash, I think, chased him Yeah. <laughs> into uh, into a nearby cotton mill. Where he tried to find safety in a boiler room. Oh, no. And then this dude, McKinney, can, oh. which, dude, dude, went into what? the boiler KKK room KKK name. after Crawford. So Crawford found, there was, like, some tools sitting nearby, so he grabs a hammer, oh, and no. he hits McKinney and knocks him unconscious. The mill workers tried to stop the mob from coming in, but they did anyway. Ugh. And they stab Crawford (gasps) and beat him up, like, really badly. Fuck. Sheriff Burtz shows up again and arrests Crawford for his safety?
0: Well, I mean, you know, he's suicidal. He's running into knives. (laughs) He's, like, hitting himself.
2: It's just, like, arrest the angry white mob for his safety. Take him to a doctor, you know? If he
0: arrests the angry white mob, then he's not safe. The police guy is going to get killed, too, for protecting. Um, there's
2: got to be a coffee. better way. He, this dude needs to go to the hospital. Of course, there's, jail. A be- of
0: course there's a better way. Of course.
2: <laughs> okay. This
0: is ridiculous. <laughs>
2: so, so instead of taking him to a doctor, he takes him to jail. The sheriff was able to get him out. Of the mob by promising, Can's Some jail time? Brothers, by promising Can's brothers that he wouldn't try to sneak Crawford out before they knew how hurt their brother was from being knocked unconscious.
0: <laughs>
2: so dramatic.
0: Meanwhile, this guy has been stabbed yes, and, and beaten. beaten.
2: <laughs> and they're like, oh, my brother. And he's like, oh, we promise we won't. But McCann, he had to
0: use two band aids. It's bad. Yeah, so
2: McCann wasn't injured. Maybe he had, like, a concussion, which concussions, yeah, they suck, but he was fine, and Crawford was super beaten. So then they called the doctor mayor.
0: The doctor mayor. He was
2: the mayor and the doctor of Is Abbeyville. Was he the coroner as well? Probably. <laughs> he said that Crawford would likely die from his injuries. Oh. Side note, the Dr. mayor was also a relative of a man who had been shot in 1905 during an altercation with one of Crawford's sons. So this shit goes deep,
0: you mm. know? It's the Hatfields and the McCoys.
2: Except for it's the racists and the like...
0: People who just want to live. People who just
2: want to live <laughs> and be successful and take care of their families. <sighs> so at 3 p.m.
0: Well, when you put it like that, it's less funny.
2: I know. <laughs> it's really not funny fun. at all.
0: None of it's funny. It's horrible.
2: Because this happened, like, a lot.
0: It still happens.
2: It still happens. Yeah, this is so fucked up. What are we, in 18-whatever-the-fuck? Like, what is happening? So at 3 p.m., about 200 men took over the jail. Pretty sure it's understood they were white men. Right. Took over the jail. They didn't want Crawford to die before they could kill him. Uh, Like, they already killed him! They wanted to be...
0: They wanted to see him die. They
2: already killed him, though. So... And they also didn't want the sheriff to try and sneak him out of town. They're so fucked up. Okay. So they captured the sheriff and they disarmed him and then they grabbed Crawford. Mm. They dragged Crawford through the black section of town with a rope around his neck. Fuck. Then they stole a lumber wagon from a black man and took Crawford to a fairgrounds nearby. Then they hung him from a tree while a bunch of white guys fired guns at his body. Oh my god. They shot him more than 300 times. He was probably, hopefully, already dead by the time they, like, dragged him out of the jail.
0: I hope so, because, Jesus, fuck.
2: But then the mob wouldn't let his family take him down from the tree, and his family still doesn't know where his body was buried. (sighs) The paper the next day had the headline, Black Man, But Not Black Man. Uh-huh. strung up and shot to pieces not like was that
0: like a, was it like hooray strung probably, up and shot to pieces probably
2: not like this like leader this like smart i don't know
0: this, this like what the man fuck? who was making improvements for people yeah. that were not being helped yeah Who provided for his community. The father of, like, 16 children.
2: Who got to be successful all on his own.
1: Yeah, father
2: of 16. Like, ill. So after two days of his body hanging from the tree under the cover of darkness, the coroner took a jury to the fairground and cut Crawford down. He determined that he had died at the hands of parties unknown. Which, you know the parties. You fucking know who did it. It's
0: a mystery. He was just... He was fine, and then he's dead, and somehow he ended up hanging on a tree.
2: The Crawford family were basically forced to leave the area for their own safety, which like, no, it wasn't. They just wanted to take over their land.
0: I was just going to say, what happened to their land? Did they get to sell, did they at least sell it? No,
2: they had lived there for generations, and they were basically kicked out of town. Fuck. Yeah. South Carolina Governor Richard Irving Manning III was quick to denounce the murder, he ordered a full investigation of the crime by both Sheriff Burts and the state solicitor Robert Archer Cooper. He basically made them hand down indictments of the mob, the people who participated in the mob and many of the residents of that town were held and in questioned including Can's three brothers but it became so like no it became evident that like nobody was going to testify against anybody. In that town. They're all covering for each other. And moreover, it would be super hard to get an impartial jury from that fucked up city. Definitely. So Manning called for the trials venue to be moved to a different county, but nothing ever happened with it.
0: Of course.
2: Meanwhile, there's a document that was supposedly written by members of the lynch mob themselves, and it was called... I mean, and it said, we are all responsible for the conditions that caused Crawford's death. Those involved may have gone too far, but they are white men and Crawford was black. As if that's justification?
0: Wow. The
2: black must submit to the white or the white will destroy. There are several hundred who participated in this lynching and nearly all the owners were well-wishers, Therefore, to pick out a few to satisfy a newly imported mawkish sentiment, they spelled mawkish weird, even if that, I don't even know that. Who was saying this? This was, uh, members, supposedly members of the lynch mob
1: <laughs> that they
2: published in the Abbeville paper. It is pitiful and cowardly. Men of Abbeville and the eyes of all white men are upon you. Acquit yourselves as white men the conditions made by us all make us all responsible so let's not ask only eight to shoulder the whole burden answer a mawkish sentiment generated by hypocrisy and craven fear with the ringing verdict not guilty That's loud. so basically they are saying we're all white we're all responsible it's the dude's fault because he was born black
0: yeah. Oh, so it's we're okay all not guilty. We're right? all white, so we're all well-wishers, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know. i so uh, fucking dumb. Well, yeah, it was his fault for being black. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, no, this is the worst.
0: Well, glad things haven't changed. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's construction
2: work happening. Okay.
0: Who is hammering?
2: Everyone. Everyone's hammering around here. It's a mess. Whether or not this document was genuine is open for discussion.
0: Sounds genuine enough, though. Or at least the sentiment does. The
2: person who published it was a white supremacist.
0: Not surprised.
2: Not By surprised. the way that they said all the Pretty up sure shirt. all the people in that town are white supremacists. Oh my, god. oh my god. So he, so the dude who published it was like the editor. <laughs> That's what? ominous. The dude who published it. I think he I don't know if he like owned the paper or what but he he like ridiculed the governor for even trying to have a trial to hold people accountable for murder. He wrote that Crawford's murder was inevitable and racially justified which Whoa, what
0: what the fuck what the fuck does that was mean?
2: racially justified Other newspapers in the area took a different tone. They said that lynch mobs were bankrupting South Carolina farmers and driving away cheap African-American labor, <laughs> which I don't...
0: Oh, that's the real concern. I mean, Not the people like... dying and being killed. It's that, you know, all that cheap labor it's is going away. all that cheap
2: labor that we need. They're just bankrupting us because they're killing all of our cheap labor. Now we have to
0: hire white people to do a black person's job? <sighs> yeah. That is so fucked up.
2: It's so fucked up. What it's the disgusting. hell, South Carolina? What know. the
0: hell, America? Yeah, what
2: the hell, America? Uh, the United States, Canada. I don't know about you guys, but you don't take United indigenous States people in America. well.
0: America? <sighs> so.
2: looking at all of you,
0: looking at everyone, treating everyone, any, treating anyone differently than themselves, because we're all fucking humans, and that's it. That's bottom the race, line.
2: Human race.
0: It's disgusting.
2: Okay, in a civic meeting at the Abbeville courthouse on October twenty third, nineteen seventeen, the white citizens of Abbeville, including members of the lynch mob voted to expel the remainder of Crawford's family from South Carolina and seize their property holdings.
0: Ugh. For their protection.
2: So they voted themselves to get land from murder that they committed.
0: They were like, now that the head of the family is gone, the guy Mm -hmm. that would stick up for their family is gone, we'll just kick everyone else out.
2: And if that wasn't bad enough, they also voted to close down all the black-owned businesses in Abbeville.
0: Oh, good. What is that supposed to do?
2: There were some people who opposed the decision. Uh, and they. The people who opposed it said that they, like, met with Crawford's family and told them, like, you should probably leave because shit's getting real over here. Mm-hmm. People are getting angry. Um, then. Then those, the people who, the, like, white businessmen who were against it. They were trying to, like, get people to be against the mob and against mobs everywhere.
1: hmm
2: In November, voted to expel the Crawfords. But it's, like, too late, you know? They already yeah. left.
0: Yeah. Where was your support when they were there?
2: Then it says, resolutions were passed to promise equal protection to citizens, both black and white, denouncing extrajudicial action to bring up the possibilities that a local militia might be created or that federal intervention might be invited to prevent such activities in the future maybe another motive was that the sheriff they wanted to humiliate and discredit the sheriff and the governor because the governor is the one who appointed the sheriff so but I mean like let's not we don't need to take away from the fact these people were angry at him because he's a black man who found success who made success bottom line Bottom line. Yeah. So it's like, whatever.
0: It's just, they couldn't contain themselves seeing a successful.
2: The governor, who was like, you guys suck. Like, you shouldn't have done this. You guys are the worst. In Abbeville, like, they <laughs> voted against him. They voted for, like, the racist dude. Yeah,
0: well. And, you're in the South. Welcome.
2: And uh, Manning was, like, a progressive. And he. He was the one who was, um, oh, anyway, he was a progressive. He was trying to, like, make it even between, or, like, equal between everyone, and Abbeville wanted the racist dude, and, uh, the dude who won won by, like, not very much, hmm. um, he run in it like a he ugh, he won in a runoff election so it was like a very close call which like oh yeah you're voting for either the racist asshole and he like almost won but look at us we have a racist asshole who did win yep he cheated but they all do so
0: oh yeah i mean it's it's a systematic problem it's it's all fucked
2: In 2005, the 109th Congress of the United States Senate passed Resolution 39, which was a formal apology to black Americans for Congress's failure to pass any kind of anti-lynching legislation, despite over 200 anti-lynching bills having been introduced to Congress. The resolution was issued before the descendants of Anthony Crawford, among other surviving descendants of lynching victims, and marked the first occasion that Congress had apologized to black people for any reason, whereas Congress had in the past apologized to other groups, such as the Japanese Americans, mm. for their, for their actions. Mm. But too little too late. Yeah. Ugh. Oh boy, you have up you apologize like Whoops,
0: sorry, years later. Oopsie, we
2: ignored, like, all the, the pain and suffering.
0: And Our bad. not only did we ignore the pain and suffering, we kicked the family out that was suffering and in pain because yeah. they're... Father and husband and grandfather grandfather was murdered.
2: Yeah. In front of the whole town. Ew. (sighs) All because of fucking cotton. Like, what? Also, they just apologized for not passing anti-lynching bills. It's like, okay, you need, you have to apologize for a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, so here's like, here's something good that came out of it, sort of. One of Crawford's great-great-grandchildren, he, like, kept trying to get all the Crawfords together to kind of, like, because he grew up with the story about his great-great-grandfather and how he was, like, such a good person and, like, a community leader and he was, like, successful and then he was murdered in front of everyone. They don't know where he's buried, like, all this stuff. So he grew up with those stories and he wanted wanted to get all the Crawfords together and just kind of, like, have a celebration of this person's life and the equal equal justice initiative got involved they heard about it and the egji is led by its founder and executive director Brian Stevenson it's a Montgomery Alabama based nonprofit organization committed to ending mass incarceration and excessive punishment in the US One of EJI's chief undertakings is its Community Remembrance Project, a campaign that recognizes lynching victims and creates a memorial that acknowledges the horrors of racial injustice in America. The highlight of the project is the installation of dedication markers at or near lynching sites, which I think is pretty amazing. Which, like, finally, some of those, like, confederate, statues and stuff are coming down yeah, but a l-
0: should have never they should have never up. gone up
2: they should have never it's been disgusting. up it's just disgusting they need to put these markers there instead mm-hmm. of like these people who maybe like a list of all the people like
0: murdered yeah the people that were murdered and not the people that yeah
2: oh look at me I'm
0: a big fancy white man
2: on the actual anniversary date of the murder of Anthony Crawford mm-hmm Friday, October 21st, 2016, dozens of family members arrived in Abbeville for a historic weekend of events. While some of them helped organize events in Abbeville, sadly, some of the Abbeville cousins, they didn't help plan events because, and they didn't attend because they were afraid of retribution still from locals.
0: And they said,
2: we still have to live here after y'all leave.
0: Uh, That's true. So
2: clearly, like, nothing's changed. Like, what the hell? Yeah that's just awful okay before before the event members of the eji staff collected a bin full of soil from crawford's lynching site and then during the ceremony they had like a consecration ceremony each of the family members one by one from eight years old to 80 years old got a handful of the dirt and placed it in a jar with crawford's name and death date labeled on it which is such a sweet idea a marker was placed in the heart of abbeville's town square sharing crawford's life and tragic death his great-great-grandson was asked to speak and he like in this article he wrote that he was he said i was honored to say a few words as i looked out at the crowd which easily numbered more than 200 people that's not an alternative fact by the way just dig it trump (laughs) I couldn't help but think about Grandpa's last living day and the fact that he also confronted a crowd that numbered close to 200. But unlike the crowd in front of me, Grandpa's crowd was an angry, hate-filled mob of white men ready to kill. They didn't care that he was a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen of Abbeville County. They didn't care that he built a school and a church on his own land for his wife and 13 children. And they didn't know... Oh, all they knew is that this uppity black man dared to... Back talk a white man. To them, the penalty for that type of insolence is a public execution without a trial. I got choked up at those thoughts as those thoughts raced through my mind, so I simply thanked everyone for traveling to Abbeville to support our family and gave the microphone to someone else. Fuck. Wow. Which, like, what a sobering experience to be in front of 200 people and just think, like, if these were all angry white men, that just turned on me.
0: I mean, it's... It's It's hard not to think of the angry white man at the store being mad at him and compare it to the angry white policeman standing on someone's neck.
2: Like how does it? It's the how does same it thing. Escalate that quickly. How does it go from hey let's have a deal? Oh, I don't agree with the price you're trying to offer me. I'm not gonna sell it to you. To let's like beat the shit out of this person and murder yeah. him. Like how does that? How does that happen?
0: And it's happening every day.
2: It's so it's extreme. Still
0: happening every day. Another black person or person of color is taken out by senseless violence perpetrated by our police force
2: well and it's gonna keep like it's gonna get it start like it it starts there and then it just like expands out like the police force has militarized they have no regard for human life no against like anybody and it all like it's all based and starts in discrimination Civilians,
0: civilians are the enemy so what
2: happened to them trying to protect us? Like
0: the, Well, that's the thing about being white is that there was always that false sense of the police are there to protect and serve. Ask any person of color, the police are never there to protect and serve. Well, no, never. And they even like, like they're even taught at a young age, you know, we're taught at a young age. If you get lost, look for a policeman or something, mm-hmm. you know, and you're at the mall. They're taught, don't talk to the police. Don't go near the police because you're going to be accused. Like, if you're ever near the police, you have to over explain yourself. Like, make sure. Well, now, sure... though,
2: it's gotten to the point where it's like, you don't even have a chance to talk. No. They will kill you. They
0: will. So you don't want to get And then they'll any... blame
2: you for something later. Right. It's like, you don't even have a chance to like, hold your hands up. No. Because you're Cause already dead.
0: If you hold your hands up too, that's a threat.
2: It's just so, it's like so insane how... I just don't understand how these people go into becoming a police officer. They are human beings. It's
0: because of the... And they
2: just completely lose it.
0: I mean, it's the nature of the job. I think I think the police force attracts people that want to have power and want to... Well, yeah. And, and that are have been bullies in the past and want to be abusive.
2: Well, they shouldn't be allowed to be police officers. What is it, happening? No,
0: I mean... We need a complete rehaul of our government, our police yes. force. Like ev- everything is fucked.
2: Yeah, we need to burn it down and start again. Yeah. So I go like I waffle between hopeful that that what comes out of this could be something that's really transformative and that could be really positive, and then just like people are dying every day. So. But then you like... go
0: back to okay. So in the uh well, the early nineteen hundreds when the, the when your story is going on,
2: Reconstruction. And then, well, that no, was but, like
0: well, but what I'm saying but, about that is like, during that time, they're like maybe some maybe this will you know this will be the thing that changes it, and here we are still.
2: Well, because I think a major part of that was, the leaders of the country switched. Abe Lincoln was murdered, so he was no longer able to carry out his plan of how to like make it so that the transition would go smoother and the person who replaced him bumbled the fuck out of it and had like no regard for for anyone's life. Like it's just and now now we went from like having a president who was trying to create peace and like
0: and change and, and change
2: and like get everyone together. Yeah, I don't agree with like everything he did, but I do think that he was actually a good person and I do yeah. think that he was trying to get us onto like a better path. And now we have someone who just incites violence who is extremely racist himself. Yeah. And that's who people are looking to. Oh, so then when I was reading this article, like the the great great grandson mentioned that they when they where they put his his grandfather's like memorial thing like right across the street is like a store with like confederate flags and mm. one of them says like if you get offended by this flag then you like need to learn your history or something and just like how everything around where that that memorial is is still super racist it's full of hate. where it's like okay well that like having a memorial there that's like a huge step But the fact that there are still places that have, like, Confederate flags, it's Mm -mm. like, no, you need to read your history book. What are you fighting for? Slavery again? Like, the fuck is wrong with people? Like, yeah, read your history book. Mm -mm. What really happened? States' rights? This was never about states' rights. This was about slavery and oppression. Yeah. And it still is. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then just the fact that, like, all of our lives are in danger now because police are taught that every interaction is a life or death situation, even when there are unarmed civilians who are protesting or doing whatever peacefully, unarmed, mm-hmm. walking through a neighborhood, mm-hmm. you have every right to walk through a neighborhood and mm-hmm. you're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It's just like, it's like, what, how is this happening? How is this happening? <laughs> Is this a nightmare? Like, what's going on? When are we all going to wake up and say, just kidding, that was, like, all a drill. And it was awful. Uh... I don't know. I didn't mean to bring it down, but I just felt like.
0: No. This has been happening. It needs to be said. For
2: centuries, and it's disgusting, and the fact that it's still happening is disgusting. Yeah. And it just feels like such an important time in our history. And I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping that positive things come out of this. I just hope, (sighs) I don't know how, but I just hope that people learn. I just hope that we can stop being racist for one goddamn second.
0: Yeah.
2: And just take care of ourselves and take care of each other. Like, what? Why can't we just all why does everyone take have to care of each other, other.
0: Yeah. why does there have to be like so much divide
2: can't we work together there's enough there's enough of everything for us all to have enough for us all to live like a perfectly happy healthy life there's enough but then we have like greedy people who just pit us all against each other
0: it's capitalism
2: it's more than that though it's like it's just like evil Mm-hmm. it's just evil The only way capitalism can work is if people are generous and um, altruistic and just good people, when a lot of these people are not good people. So it's not working.
0: Something has to change.
2: Like, majorly. So, burn it down. Let's start something new. Let's build it up. Let's start something that's good for the majority of the people.
0: Let's start something that's good for everyone. I mean, I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know.
2: Anyway, the world's ending as we know it, hopefully, and something good will come out of it. I don't
0: know. Mm.
2: It's been rough. It's been real.
0: It's been real fucking rough. Still waiting for that government money. Ugh, Jesus. Jesus.
2: When they ran out. They had to give it all to the billionaires.
0: I know. They had to bail out all those multi-billion-dollar companies that are small businesses. Mm.
2: Well, speaking this... of
0: small businesses. Oh,
2: we didn't even mention it at all. Yeah, let's let's turn it around. <laughs> this is getting dark. It's always dark, but mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of small businesses, if you want to support a small business, check out Humble Bee Herbal. Check it out. <laughs>
0: Check out Humble Bee Herbal at HumbleBeeHerbal.com.
2: All their stuff is small batch. It's all very small business.
0: All natural ingredients. Good stuff. Smells wonderful. I use uh, their shampoo bar. It's awesome. You don't have to worry about liquid anymore. A lot, lot of good just...
2: reviews on the shampoo bar. Mm-hmm. It won't dry out your hair. It'll moisturize your hair and make it shiny.
0: You don't have to worry about buying huge bottles and
2: plastic plastic. bottles and putting like weird crap on your head
0: Mm -hmm.
2: instead you could just put like lovely oils and
0: yeah actually ever since i've been using them my scalp doesn't itch anymore
2: oh that's good
0: (laughs) i think it's whatever chemicals are put in the bottle soaps uh the Manufa- store manufacturer. What am I trying to say? Yeah. The big name brand uh. shampoos.
2: That say they're going to fix your problems I, I they actually he- I problems. used head
0: and shoulders yeah. for like years because I had itchy scalp. Yeah. Barely helped the problem. I use the shampoo bar. My head does not itch.
2: There you go. <laughs> There's a testimonial right there. <laughs> All right. Sorry this one got really... Like got kind of political, but I mean, what like?
0: How can it not? It how be. can it
2: not right now?
0: We have to say something.
2: So, this will come out in like a couple weeks. Right now, it's the full moon. We'll see what happens. It's it's gonna get wild.
1: And now for the portion that we like to call Crimey Six, where we tell you silly stories about crime. To make you forget the terrible things we just told you.
0: All right, let's do some crime and sakes. Yeah, let's let's
2: lighten it up a bit.
0: <laughs> let's at least try to lighten up the mood. Let's try. All right, bringing you back down to the south. Oh no! <laughs> a suspect in Missouri, or Missouri. Missouri a suspect in missouri wanted for possession of a controlled substance is likely regretting recent food choices after loud farting revealed his or her hiding spot near liberty (gasps) (laughs) fox news reports ew
2: isn't missouri midwest
0: i consider it south
2: i consider it midwest
0: when you say missouri yeah (laughs) south Okay,
2: wait, go. Wait, go. Ahead.
0: <laughs> what? What happened? Uh. This person was hiding from the police and. started farting really loudly, which gave away his or her hiding space. They didn't say who the suspect was. It's. and then. Uh, someone said
2: you can't hold it
0: if you've got a felony warrant for your arrest the cops are looking for you and you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot you're definitely having a poop emoji day
2: ew that's so dumb <laughs> the
0: clay county sheriff's office posted on facebook that
2: ew that's so dumb
0: um <laughs> uh, this is another dumb uh, well sa- same case but further details on the case are sparse but the fart jokes are plenty We've got to give props to Liberty PD for using their senses to sniff him out.
2: Ew! <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Liberty Police Department was surprised to see the incident slip out, which stinks Ew. for the arrestee. Are these
2: people like five? <laughs> Ew.
0: <sighs> Wasn't that fun?
1: How about this one? Okay,
0: A newly installed surveillance camera system uh, captured a bizarre scene in a Salinas, California home. A man licking the doorbell for three hours. Suspect Roberto Daniel Arroyo could face misdemeanor charges of petty theft and prowling, ABC7 reports. But homeowner Sylvia Dungan notes... You kind of laugh about it afterwards, because technically, he didn't harm anyone. He didn't break anything. (laughs) The Dungans were out of town at the time, but their children were home. The homeowners were alerted to the incident because their surveillance alerts them to movement by the front door. Their
2: kids were home? That's so creepy. I thought,
0: boy, there's a lot of traffic. I go, five five o'clock in the morning? My son doesn't get home till 6 a.m. Well, then who the heck is that? Duncan tells KION surveillance footage also caught Arroyo 33 allegedly moving an extension cord to the front yard and relieving himself. After ABC7, he also allegedly visited visited a neighbor's home. We were pleasantly surprised. The image was so clear it didn't take us long to identify the individual, says a spokesperson for the local police department. (laughs) Think think some good drugs
2: was like yeah. It had to be three hours like, it's your tongue, like <laughs> you have like no more taste buds left <sighs> at that point your tongue is all
0: dry yeah and
1: brittle.
2: <coughs> Just, like bleeding oh
0: <laughs> oh man you know there are multiple choices you can make when faced with the problem of your child refusing to see the dentist most of them not criminal but that's not the way one Pennsylvania mom allegedly decided to go. Police say that after Sharice Jones' 12 year old son refused to walk inside the dentist's office for his appointment and instead climbed atop his mom's car, <laughs> Jones drove directly to the Cur- Colonial <gasps> Regional Police Department. With
2: the kid on the car? With
0: the boy on the hood. <gasps> <laughs> Police say she admitted oh to making God. it the two mile drive with the child clinging to the outside of the car. <laughs>
2: Oh, my The incident God. happened,
0: and uh, she was arrested.
1: For,
0: sorry. The incident happened, she was arrested, and the 36-year-old faces charges of child endangerment and reckless endangerment. I guess she was t- threatening him that she was going to take him to the police for not going to the dentist, trying to, like, scare him straight, and then she yeah. ended
2: up... Yeah, well, of course, you get drive with a child. <laughs> this is what you did, like, two times with ago. The, with, with the, the kids in car. Car. I know, I not believe it. Why are people driving what? kids in their cars? I not well, that's a good lesson for them to learn. <laughs>
1: Don't
2: drive with kids on your car. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Well, I hope those kind of lightened things up a bit. How about this one? It had all the trappings of a small business looking to be customer friendly <sighs> a drive through window, signs directing motorists where to go, and open and close signs. The problem, say police, in Oco- Ocala, Florida, Ocala, Florida, mm,
1: is that Florida.
0: their particular business was dispensing heroin laced with fentanyl.
2: <gasps> like a drive through
0: Yep, yep. Police say they were investigating a sudden increase in overdoses oh, when they came no. across the mobile home of William Parrish Jr. and Mackenzie Dobbs.
2: Oh, God.
0: The couple had converted a kitchen window into a drive through window so they wouldn't have people traipsing in their home all the time. Yeah, heaven forbid. <laughs> Charges include selling drugs and keeping and maintaining a dwelling used to keep or sell drugs.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> drive up. Oh, my God. Get your fentanyl.
0: That's awful. (laughs) Gotta love Florida. Alright. I think that's plenty.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, it's a short episode.